Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What attracted you to Colorado Prime? Rick George, man. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's kick it off! You know, coaches don't get official visits. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Let's get this. <laughs> we don't get we don't get to fly in and check it out. You right. know. Today's guests: NFL on Fox analyst Mark Sanchez, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett from the Showtime drama Your Honor, actor Brian Cranston, and now it's Rich. Ah, yes. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. We are full up today. we got a full house. And here comes the flop right here on the table. we got showing our cards over the next three hours right here on the Roku channel live. We are excited to be here in Los Angeles, California with three in-studio guests on this program. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. The Roku channel is how you can watch us for free every single day. And we are free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TVs. We're free on Amazon Fire TVs. If you want to watch us using an app, the Roku app has the Roku channel on it, therokuchannel.com is, in fact, the website for everybody to check out if you just want to watch us on the Internet for free. Sirius XM Odyssey, we say hello also to our podcast listeners. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Our three in-studio guests, Mark Sanchez of Fox Sports, will be joining us here in studio in hour number one. Chris Brockman, you asked moments before the show because you have the Rose Bowl seats behind you. I do. And they have been signed by many folks who have played in the Rose Bowl from Josh Rosen to Troy Aikman to Ron Rivera. Uh, We will have Mark Sanchez sign those seats. Fantastic. Because he played his final game as a USC Trojan in the Rose Bowl. Excellent. There you have it. Chris Brockman is in his spot. Same with Mike Del Tufo as well. We've got T.J. Jefferson lighting the candle. Good to see you, T.J. Jefferson, to start this program. Pleasure to see you, Rich. Also in studio, hour number two, Chris Mannix will be here from Sports Illustrated. He's in town uh, covering the association. we got uh, Lakers, Clippers to talk about with him. Uh, Obviously, he wants to come here just so he could be right near somebody who is leading his fantasy league in basketball by oh uh, crushing the competition. Oh by the way, uh, the competition I'm crushing just put out a new Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast. How's that for a promo, Chris? I mean, backhanded, Lacking? but wanting. Well, you know, okay, you could have done better. At any rate, uh, check out that podcast, <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show podcast, um, with Chris and TJ and Rich Eisen Show call screener Adam Chudwin, who I am. Uh, beating a, a mud hole through right now wow. uh, in week number, what is it, 12, 13 of our league? You don't At any know. rate, LeBron says he's happy. So uh, we'll talk about that, obviously, with Chris Maddox. <laughs> yeah, how does you being in first affect LeBron's legacy? It That's, doesn't It doesn't yeah. at all. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nets Celtics tonight, we've got that going on in the association. Hour number three. He has been on this program multiple times before, but not in our Roku channel iteration. Uh, could not be more excited to have from the hit show on Showtime, uh, Your Honor, 
is Brian Cranston. We'll be here in studio in hour number three. Hey, now. A great celebrity, true or false, all set up for him. And I wouldn't miss that. He's just a dynamite human, one of the best actors we can uh, put out there uh, here in these United States for the whole world to consume on television and um, film. Brian Cranston here in studio, hour number three. Very exciting. Moments ago, the National Football League made an announcement. If the Buffalo Bills make an AFC championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs, as we know, it will be played at a neutral site. They have announced the neutral site. Chris Brockman, you get your wish, sir. Boom. You said you wanted it indoors. Yeah. You want it removed from the elements, despite the fact that had this game been played, whatever the temperature and the elements would be in Kansas City, Missouri, that would be it for the day. But instead, it's in the climate-controlled comfort of Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Well done, NFL. So I don't know about that. I'm I'm with you, man. I, I would have wanted it outdoors in a spot that's, you know, the home of, you know, the Packers, the home of the Steelers, the home of the Browns. And it, maybe even, even the AFC even, site. Even if it's an outdoor stadium in a warmer climate, like the Rose Bowl, for instance, would have been wild. But I'm imagining Buffalo to sound, getting yeah. getting from Buffalo, Western New York, wherever Bill's Mafia lives, to Atlanta. It's a huge ass airport, as we all know. Sometimes a little too big in Atlanta <laughs> for some. But uh, <laughs> it, there's a lot of flights into Atlanta, and a lot of hotels and a lot of restaurants. I mean, Atlanta is the home of Super Bowls and SEC championship games and yep. national championship games. Obviously, it's no stranger to big time sporting events, and this would be that. And um, Again, I know I'm not supposed to traffic in this sort of stuff, but uh, I don't have my head completely in the sand. Um, let's set that over under in the mid '60s on that one. Uh, and done. Look, it's Allen it, and Mahomes in climate-controlled uh, comfort that's for, what the, I'm for, the, for the title. And look, that game's a AFC. de facto Super Bowl anyway. Like I want these teams at optimal performance. And you know who's probably happy about this, this decision? Every player on those teams. What do you think? They want to go to Green Bay and play in four degrees? Absolutely not. Like, be realistic, guys. This is better for everyone. So you're happy with the decision the NFL very, made? Very, very happy. You. I mean, cats and dogs are, are Look, playing together. Every once in a while, they get it right. Okay, there you go. All right. <laughs> I don't think they got it right. Yeah, it should be outdoors, you think? At first, I was with him when we initially thought about it. I'm like, yeah, put them put indoors. But the fact of the matter is they wouldn't have had perfect climate in either of these locations, right? You're gonna, it's going to be cold and snowy in Buffalo, or yes. it's going to be a little chilly in Kansas City. Also, chilly if you're Buffalo, do you want Mahomes to have optimal conditions? No, you want something to maybe try to slow this guy down. You want something to maybe slow Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs down. And well, now, I, I guess this is the latest imperfect solve in this entire what would you say, narrative storyline? But event? I won't complain, Rich, because of the circumstance that led us here kind of put everything in perspective. Yeah. So that's why I, I would hope that DeMar people, Hamlin's out of the hospital. Yeah, I would hope that people who have a problem with it kind of realize what got us to this point and kind of put your anger to the side and go, well. It's been a weird year, yeah. top to bottom, beginning to end. So, you know, this is fine. And the fact, again, that DeMar Hamlin is home from the hospital allows us to have this as an argument or a take or right. a conversation yeah. in a yeah, sports exactly pop culture show like this one. Um, and then, of course, we should say um, that there are five other teams in the AFC, including a third-seated Cincinnati Bengals, one would say, leading the charge, raising their hand, saying, 
hold on a second. Yeah, we might need to get to that point. business yeah. about we're going to Atlanta. And maybe nobody's going to Atlanta. <laughs> Good point. Maybe Cincinnati's going to Buffalo to knock them out. And maybe, you know, the Jaguars take care of the Chargers, or the Chargers take care of the Jaguars, and the Chargers wind up being the maybe lowest, highest, lowest seed still available. And you see Chargers versus Chiefs one more time. And uh, I would proffer to say that's the team the Chiefs wouldn't want to see. Chargers? Uh, seeds for, well, if you had to choose a team the Chargers wouldn't want to see seeds currently four through seven right now, which team would they want to see the least coming Talk, to their stadium, the, coming off their bye? The Chiefs, you mean. Right? The okay. Kansas City Chiefs in their divisional round. Which <sighs> is the team they would want to see least? I, I, I'd, I'd go Chargers. You don't want a division opponent that knows you and you know them, and they play, they play, you know, they play tight games in Kansas City, not Los Angeles, and they played one in Los right. Angeles. But uh, and, and I'm sure Travis Kelsey's like, why am I concerned? They never cover me. <laughs> <laughs> I score 15 times a game against them. What are we talking about? Look, Rich? I don't think the Chiefs, the Chiefs are out there <laughs> ring around the rosy, you know? and I don't think they're worried about a whole lot. You know, I know. But that said, this is just for conversation piece, of course. And uh, one more uh, item leading this program today is um, something I didn't see possible when I was speaking of outdoor games and freezing cold weather and (laughs) freezing ones behind off. I wasn't thinking I wasn't thinking going into the fourth quarter, calling the Christmas Eve game um, in Pittsburgh, PA between the Raiders and Steelers. I wasn't thinking at all. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm calling the last quarter of Derek Carr's Raiders career. That's what I'm doing. Jeez, right? You know what I'm doing? I'm, you know what I'm doing? As they're, they've blown yet another lead, uh, I, I'm calling Derek Carr's last drive and last pass as, a, as, a, as a, a Vegas Raider or a Raider period from Oakland to Vegas. That's what I'm doing. Well, that's what I did. That's what I did. Because when the Raiders lost that game and um, – found themselves on the brink of elimination and then wound up being eliminated with Derek Carr having a contract for next year with a large sum of guaranteed dollars if he's injured and he's got to be paid. They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send you home and we're going to start Jared Stidham and we're going to tell everybody, uh, don't pay attention to that contract. We're gonna we're just gonna say we, we need to see what we have in the kid. <laughs> As if Josh McDaniels had just met him. So today Derek Carr acknowledged the the obvious, which is he's done with the silver and black in a very moving and typical for him, uh emotional, heartfelt, yep. um frequently uh religious. And, uh, you know, filled with piety note to Raider Nation. Says it breaks his heart that he can't say goodbye in person. Wasn't perfect. Hope that I was able to leave you with more than a few great memories. He thanked Oakland. He thanked Vegas, the organization, teammates, coaches, and staffs. And then he said, I once said that if I'm not a Raider, I'd rather be at home. And I meant that, but I never envisioned it ending this way after nine years saying that fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages a fire no man can extinguish. Which man could that be, do you think he's referring to? (laughs) Only God, is what he said. So I look forward to a new city and a new team who, no matter the circumstance, will get everything I have. Winning a championship is what I've always wanted and what I will continue to work towards. God bless you all, and with love, DC4. Here's the deal. 
his contract calls for his money to be fully guaranteed three days after the Super Bowl, right? That's right. So Derek Carr has a no-trade clause as well. Yeah, he carries big numbers for the next What year. do you got for me? So, so if a team would trade for him, uh, this is what you would owe him. You'd owe him uh, $33 million next year, $42 million in 2024, and $41 million in 2025. Yeah, that's not happening. No team's going to acquire him for those numbers. The Raiders won't get the value that they consider for those numbers. And the clock ticks three days after the Super Bowl for this decision to be made. And the new league year is about a month plus after the Super Bowl. So he's going to get cut. He will be a free agent, a free agent when the new league year hits. Yeah, he'll get cut. It'll only be a $5.6 million dead cap against that's the Raiders. So, that's it. so it's you know, over. Drop in the bucket. Over. Over. And you may hear talk about trades and all that stuff. No one's going to. And, and by the way, if a trade gets made, it doesn't become official until the new league year. And there's no paperwork. So a trade could be struck. And then a team could basically say, yeah, we're, we're just not going to do that again. It would suck for Carr. It would suck worse for the Raiders because guess what? That would be after the three-day period by which they wouldn't know him anymore. They'd be on the hook. Ooh. They're going to cut him. Yeah. They, you yeah. can't run the risk of making – remember the Stafford trade hit? It didn't become official to the new league year hit. Yeah. And no one was going back to their corners on that one. No Carlos Correa situation. <laughs> it would be, it would be very expensive for the Raiders. So he's going to get cut, and the question is who's going to take him? Any idea? Well, I mean, obviously you're hearing the Jets. I, you know what I'd like – Maybe Hold on, a, a top five from you. What do you got? You want top five on this? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe not today. Maybe tomorrow. Top five? Where you think he top might five land? Derek Carr spots. Yeah. Well, we, you just don't know where it's going to be yet. Does New England want him? Scott Zolak said earlier this week. We talked about it. With Whitworth said yeah. it sounded sounded right to him. Yeah. That 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 Belichick went from one day in training camp <laughs> praising Mac Jones to the hills. And then day after the season's over, he's like, he's capable of playing quarterback in this league. I think, actually, if I'm not mistaken, Mike Hoskins, we have a, um, a visual version of that, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, and, and so I don't know if New England is going to be involved in that. What other teams might, might want him? What other teams are going to be in the market? Another team that you could throw out there, I know they, they they love him in in Seattle, Gino. What what are they going to do? Yeah. I imagine they wouldn't go, you know, take one uh, veteran quarterback and place replace him with another. Right. You know, would Houston want him? You know, hmm. I don't know. Carolina, New England. These are all spots. Indianapolis. I mean, they've gone the veteran route the last three years. That's true. And it hasn't worked out. You know, they went Matt Ryan this past year, Carson Wentz last year, Phillip Rivers the year before after Andrew Luck suddenly retired. That's right. There are all these spots. But in terms of New England maybe being done with Mac after Belichick sung his praises in training camp and then afterwards, you know, was searching for the words to praise him. Jeez. The visual version of that, let's put it on the screen. There it is. 
Uh, on the left is the way Belichick <laughs> felt about Mac in training camp, and on the right is the way uh, he feels about Mac right now. There it is. You know, we're just uh, that's it right there. How old is that sweatshirt? I don't know. Right, it's an all-time right. great, is what it is. So many. You know, it I is. think that's it. It is. That, what that's it basically is. the. Uh, that's basically the. Uh, the visual version of that. <laughs> you think so, that sweatshirt came like that, Rich? I doubt it. Definitely. I think it was over the years of well-worn <laughs> film sessions. Um, so where where does Derek Carr go? Where does he fit? So much to talk about. What do you think? 844-204-RICH, number to doubt. What does Mark Sanchez think? Love it. That's my way of saying, let's get him out here. <laughs> ah, yes, Mark Sanchez, who has been doing a dynamite job calling games on Fox. Yeah, yeah. He is coming out here next, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Chris Mannix and Brian Cranston in studio in hours two and three. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Mark Sanchez, the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, powered by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. What Fox do I do? Sports, Mark Sanchez here. What do I do without TJ? Well, I mean, so TJ <laughs> just told a story for our radio audience on the Roku Golly. Channel side uh, of meeting. You were at a birthday party, and you were with Stafford and a whole bunch of guys coming up from an Elite 11 back in 2008 here in Los Angeles. I met you with Stafford for the first time. It was uh, right draft before stuff? the draft. Yeah. It was you and and Stafford about to be drafted mm-hmm. in the NFL, and it, you flew to New York yeah. f- right before. It was the night before the draft, yeah. as a matter of fact, and it was for some phone company. I forget which one it was, but I, I was doing the Q and A. I was, it was AT and T, and I had a BlackBerry from them for a while. There we go. <laughs> so here we are on the campus of AT and T, right? And 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 I remember. I remember Stafford for sure was being drafted by the Lions. Oh, I mean, no was, doubt. No doubt. You didn't know, though, right? Or no, did I didn't know sense? for sure. It was idea? funny. So the Lions actually brought me out there. And I remember Martin Mayhew, uh, Scott Linehan. Um, wow, names like Linehan. Uh, huh? um, the rest of them? Oh, my gosh. It's all right. I'm blanking on some of the other coaches. No but regardless, I remember asking them, hey, guys, I don't want to be rude here, but why the hell am I here? <laughs> I was like, this is a done deal. This is in the bag. Yeah. Like, like two months ago. Yeah. And you know, I'm good. I didn't have anything going on. I'm just working out anyway. So whatever we can watch tape and do whatever. And you can ask me all the questions, but how am I doing here? Right. And, uh, they couldn't really answer because they already knew they're like, well, we want to assess everybody. And I'm, you know, given the, uh, curb your enthusiasm kind of look like, like, yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> really? You sure? And so I I remember that. But then the night before, I get a phone call. It was right around that event. 
I feel like we were staying at like Lake Parker Meridian Hotel yeah, right and around like the corner, yeah, from, um, from Radio City. I get a call from the Seahawks. Hey, if you're available at four, you're our guy. And I was like, sweet, because I'm flying home. I had to fly home because my grandma know. didn't fly to the to the draft. She couldn't go on a plane at that point. She was getting pretty old. So we wanted to go home and celebrate with her and have the whole crew there, right? It's Mexicans, bro. We roll in packs. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we'll fly home. I'm like, this is perfect. Fly home, boom, yeah. right up to Washington, up to Seattle. We're good. And then I'm getting drafted by the Jets. They go uh, Aaron Curry, linebacker, Wake Forest. And then the Jets trade up. Uh, and the, that's how I ended up back in New York. So I flew home the night before the draft yeah. or morning of and then flew back the day of. And that predates Pete there too, right? Pete wasn't uh, correct, in Seattle yet. Correct. He wasn't there yet. It he was would, Mora, I think. So do you ever find out what gives? Like, why do they not You know, I it? never asked. Uh, I was actually just there calling a Seattle game. Yeah, and, no, but but nobody else is really, I don't think anybody from that whole regime is there, there. anyway. Um, They're gone, yeah. All right, text Jim right now. I'm trying to remember. Mora was on a set. I, I actually never asked him, and I should have. Uh, we were on a set for ESPN for a college football championship with uh, Joe Burrow with LSU. Yeah. And uh, I remember talking about uh, we go through our pre thing. Oh, I got to air him out because he crushed me on here. Okay. So this is the first time I've told anybody this. And Jim Mora, we do the pre-tape thing. Vilma's there. Nagandi's there. Um and Jesse Palmer, maybe, and Mora, and he says, okay, who's your, who's your under-the-radar performer? And I said, Moss, the tight end. And we go through it, like, who are you going to pick? Who are you going to pick? Yeah. Well, Mora's, like, right next to me, and he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Moss on air. Oh. We did it off air first, and then he stole it on air. He mossed so you in a way, said, too. The once he moss. said it, I was like... And so the producer goes, do you have anyone else? <laughs> it's like, All right, I'm texting you um, right now. That is incredible. Do you want me to text Jim Moore right now? I absolutely now? want right, you to text Jim Moore right now. Hold on, text Jim Moore right now. That is incredible. Well, I'm going to say, hold on a minute. No, I mean, it wasn't a big, it was literally the last hit before we walked out to the field and we were done, but All right, here I was we like, go. bro, you jacked my. Hold on. Hey, man, on air with Sanchez. <laughs> Says, see, you, you and Seattle had told what you and Seattle had told him number four overall 2009 draft you were uh, gonna take him lead pipe lock is that what they used no no. okay gonna take him (laughs) embellishing fourth overall in 08 right correct 09 09 09 draft and took curry instead that was Morris' only year coaching seattle okay he was there one year? Yeah, what it was Holmgren yeah, before, then Jim for a year, and yeah. then Pete came He got in. one and done because yeah. Pete's really? like, yeah. yeah. What happened? Oh, and Happy New Year, right? It's still fine to say Happy New yeah, Year, Yeah, you can right? still say Happy New Year. How long yeah. do you get that? I mean, Kirby, your enthusiast days? said it was three. Speaking to Kirby, he said it was three days. Oh, just three? Yeah, yeah, Till January 3rd? January, Jan, <laughs> no, January 4th was a day. I you get three get days. mid-month. Oh, okay, wow. there it goes. Text is in. And the funny thing is, I do remember- March. I do remember, Mark, that you were yeah, nice. Happy what? I do remember. I was so surprised. I was on the set of the draft in Radio City. Jets right. fans are going nuts, and I thought you were going to stroll out on the stage because I saw you the night before right. at this event, and there you are with your at family home. at yeah. home in, in in Southern California. I'm like, geez. I just wore that same jacket you the other day, actually, on TV. Wore, is that right? It still fits. <laughs> yeah. Bless you, man. Still fits. Amazing. Uh, I got Mark Sanchez here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. You are, you are great, and uh, Kevin Kugler's just Kev's the man. Dude. Kev's like underrated. Well, dude. you know, people I'm don't a, know, and they go, "Who's your partner?" He's great. Kevin Kugler's awesome. He he's a uh, I've met him through Westwood One Radio. Yep. 
Uh, he called the Westwood One Monday night uh, uh, playoff game in Los Angeles between the the um, Cardinals and the Rams last year. Okay. My son, yeah, doing my son, like week. my son was ten at the time. Walked up to his boards right before the game, yeah. like literally fifteen minutes before kick. That's good. He couldn't have been nicer to him. Yeah. Like great people. You're gr- you guys are a great listen. You had some amazing games this year. The the Dolphins and the Bills. That was fun in the snow on NFL Network. That was um, fun. And what a shame that it looks like Tua. You know, Tua's not going to play. Is, <sighs> I don't is even there, know what you do there. Exactly. Do you think he's have they made done? any comments about he hasn't, you know, gone through the proper protocols? Like, has he not passed all the tests? He's still in the protocols. He still See, hasn't so cleared it. So here's my thing. At this point, like, if you're not passing those tests, and I don't know, this is pure speculation. Of course, yeah. But if you're not passing the tests at this point, there's got to be something going on, right? Or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the other option here is yes. he's passed the tests. Nobody wants to sign the permission slip. Nobody wants to put their name on that. I, w- I know if I'm the doctor there, I wouldn't. Right. There goes my career if something, God forbid, happens to the guy. I just don't know if anybody wants to put a stamp on it or, and say it's okay. Or there's a third option that too is like maybe. Yeah, that I, I don't. I, I can't run this risk. I don't know, right? I mean, because because again, he he plays Christmas. He has yeah. an dynamite first half. His head hits the ground. Right. He had a dreadful second half yeah. where he was throwing it directly at. Green Bay Packers. You can tell he just didn't look right. Then the next day, it's it's it reported he has concussion symptoms that he didn't show in the game. Yeah, which is wild. And now we're hearing again. We're, we're sitting here on this set. We don't know. We're not doctors. Exactly we're not right. there. Exactly we're, right. It's it's it is a dicey subject for us to be talking about from afar, admittedly. But um, it is a damn shame because that would be. I mean, to run yeah. that back that game that you called to run it back. I know. I know. Obviously, well, they've the had makes three. Really wild. They've had three really close. It would have been the third yes, right. in the trilogy, right? Which right. seems like a lot of these games. Ugh. It's either a rematch or a trilogy. Like right. it's a big deal. You get those third divisional game right. in one year. That's. I mean, that's tough on both sides. Well, it's you've... excellent for the players because you you know the personnel. You don't have to worry about numbers and who's this guy and what's Correct. this nickel guy they bring in. Who's their dime? Boom. I, personnel. I'm good. Let's roll. Well, what is but the, then it's the okay? Are they going to show us a little bit of last week's game or last matchups game plan? Is it the fake game plan like Belichick was notorious for? Well, what happened? And, and that yeah. is you're 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 a perfect person to ask about this. Certainly, since you've got Seattle at San Francisco, you've got Miami and Buffalo, you've got Baltimore and Cincinnati. Yep. You also have Dallas at Tampa, which has faced each the other. Second time, yep. this, it's just the second time, but facing yeah. a division opponent for a third time. By the way, you. You beat Brady in one of them. That's one a, of them, yeah. That's a pretty big but one. Remember, so that was the year we beat them at home. Mm-hmm. Um, second game of the season, yes. I want to say. Opening up the new stadium was like our first win in the stadium, I think. Mm-hmm. Later, we go out on Monday night and get absolutely steamrolled. 44-3 um, to or 53-3, to oh something embarrassing on yeah, Monday night. 45-3. to, three. to the, There we go. Thanks a lot. Then... <laughs> Then to the point where Rex digs a hole in the back of the facility buried and the buried the ball. He literally buried. He it. literally buried a ball and said, "I don't want anybody talking about it until it's time to play those guys again. We'll go play them up there. We're going to see them again because our record was so good." He's like, "We're making it. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in the tournament. Good chance we got to go through New England. So get ready." But I don't want anybody, you know, whining, bitching, complaining about that. Let's move on. Boom. So the next time we play them, I remember the pregame. 
we were out there and they were already advertising for the AFC Championship game. This is the divisional. Mm, that's right. So we had beat Indy in the wild card. Now we go up to Foxborough. And they were during pregame warmups, there was like tickets going on sale for Come on, the on the screen. I promise you. And so I remember seeing that. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This is crazy. And so even guys on the team were like, yo, what the hell? So and they were pissed. Your teammates noticed. Yeah, it. Like, like everybody Bart, everybody how did, how did was land on Bart Scott. Well, I mean, just in general, everybody's <laughs> like, hell no. And we were already mad about the Monday night. Yes. We were just it was just one of those things where things were gonna go right. Didn't know how, didn't know when, didn't know exactly how it was going to take place, but it was just a refuse to lose kind of situation. And you just have this feeling like this is going to work out. And I remember in that first quarter, I mean, the games and the balance, we uh, the defense picks off Brady on a screen of all things and almost takes it back for a touchdown. We sputter, miss a field goal, I think. And so it's like 0-0. And as soon as the second quarter started, boom, we get a little momentum. Jericho has a huge play up the sidelines. Um, I scramble out to the left, start backpedaling out, and Braylon catches the ball like right on the helmet. Tone has the the catch in the back of the end zone, and it just starts to steamroll our way. So note to yeah. San Francisco, Buffalo, yeah, don't and advertise Cincinnati. the home game tickets <laughs> the next put, week, dude. No don't divisional tickets on sale. Don't do that during warm up. No, and it's it's funny because those <laughs> wow. kind of teams, we were such an underdog team. Yes, and a lot of these underdog teams. You just have this road dog mentality where it's you, the 53 of you against the world. Let's go. Strap it up and let's roll. Let's see. Let's see what happens because we're already playing with house money. We shouldn't even be here, right? Like we're the underdog. We're, we're we backed into the playoffs, whatever the narrative was. We shouldn't even be here. You, so could, watch say that's, this. you could say that's Seattle's mantra. Oh, right? 100%. I mean, you were just there. And so. nothing's better for Pete. That's you, perfect. What do you mean? His mentality of of getting guys to focus in and hone in. And, um, you know, I sat down with him before the game too, and, right. and his ability to bring guys back to center and eliminate distractions, uh, his whole thing is like the epitome of poise and really honing in. Like he's going to eat that up and have that bus rocking before the game when they show up to the, to the stadium. Um, I, I mean, it's just perfect motivation. It feeds into his whole mentality of of getting guys ready to play study your butt off you know the david versus goliath idea yeah and it's just i love it for pete for you know brock purdy and those guys like don't take them lightly don't don't slip up now you and, know and, and weather is going to be a huge factor in this it looks what like it's going to rain the like crazy the forecast no? yeah. yeah for saturday heavy rainfall uh tw- 10 to 20 mile an hour winds uh, near a half inch of rain. Wow, and I'm sure I'm sure San Francisco's saying that's how our season started in Chicago. Exactly right. right. Exactly right. And so at least they've had and they got got though in that game. they did by Justin Fields. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, this is Geno coming. Kenneth Walker had a Walker. DNP with an ankle injury, but we'll uh, uh, he'll go. Here's the other thing though. Like I mean, in but, conditions like that, you yeah. want to have already practiced some of your quarterback runs as long as your quarterback can run. Yeah. You saw Gino last week? He did make some first. He picked he him looked up, put him down. He faster than even earlier this for year. 31. You yeah, can I know, tell, man. Like, so those kind of – it just adds an extra player in your run game scheme because you're always trying to beat one defender. Anytime you yes. hand the ball off, there's one free guy, right, because the quarterback's not blocking. Well, when the quarterback runs the ball, now there's somebody to block everybody. You have one for one across the board. So your numbers are great. That's why teams love the read option and all that. Boom, put a guy in conflict, the quarterback's running, everybody's covered. So 
for Geno, for them, for Kenneth Walker, like that plays right into their hand. Get those big tight ends in the game, bring in the extra linemen, get in a phone booth, duke it out. It's not going to be the sexiest game for, you know, passing statistics standpoint, but whatever, go steal a win and see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be on Fox, and I got Fox Sports Mark Sanchez here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I want to ask you about the um, experience factor here. There's seven quarterbacks, seven in the wild card round if Tyler Huntley starts for Lamar, as we're expecting, seven making their first career playoff mm. starts. Seven of them. There they are on the screen right wow. there. Herbert, 47. Purdy, oh Skylar Thompson, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley, or Anthony Brown. If, if, if neither, um, you know, if, uh, if Lamar can't go. And then yeah, you just remarked how Tom oh, Brady's Lord. got 47 games of playoff experience. And then the rest of the AFC field, uh, outside of Mahomes, not so much. Josh Allen is the second um, with uh, on that list with six. But the reason why I bring all this up is certainly <laughs> Purdy being new, and you know, I, he, he it reminds me the setup does remind me of your first time in the playoffs. Sure, sure. Now Purdy, obviously, you know, Iowa State's not USC, um, but. I mean, where it was, okay, you got the running game, oh, yeah. you got a defense, oh, yeah. you got some playmakers around you. For lack of a better phrase, don't screw it up. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, man. I, I think what what is your sense of what experience might matter in for, all this? For a pretty Mark? situation much like mine, keep the car in the middle lane, give me 55 to 60 miles an hour. I don't need anything crazy. Right down the highway, keep me right down the middle. Is that what they told you at the time, too? No, I mean, that's kind of a... I mean, we tried in other ways with the silly wristband stuff, like red, yellow, green. And I mean, there's a way to coach that stuff. There's a way to protect the quarterback sometimes from himself. Um, And what can guys handle? What's their bandwidth? Can he handle the conversation when you burn a timeout before halftime thinking, hey, we're right on the fringe of maybe trying to throw for some yards, get a chunk play, and get into field goal range. But it's going to depend on this first down here. And if we get any yards on the first run, if we get stuffed or lose three yards, we might just take a knee and end this thing. But if we steal some, hey, be really careful with this ball. It's either in our hands or in the third row, right? Can you can this guy handle that? Because of um, Brock Purdy's experience at Iowa State, I think those three years of starting or four years or whatever it is, those are reps. Those are real live reps of playing the position, knowing what wins, knowing what loses. That is most important. So he's had this ability to step in with a veteran team who already knows what he knows, and now he can operate at an efficient level. Uh, the only thing I've really seen from him that gave me a little concern is anything over 30 yards has been underthrown, just slightly. And it's just a little more juice on it. Sometimes he's under duress, and that happens to everybody. Yes. But it's been consistent across the board. So in weather like that, I don't know if we're going to have to deal with it. But bottom line, end of the day, I don't care what game it is. And this was Pete's, you know, baby as well. Like, he loved reminding guys of this. Especially when we played in the Rose Bowl. You see all these commercials about the game. There's all this hype. Boom, Penn State's coming to Illinois, Michigan. Somebody's coming in to whoop up on USC, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that's all outside. I guarantee you, he goes, he'd hold the ball in the meeting. He'd point at the Rose Bowl that was, you know, painted on our team meeting room. He goes, that field is the exact same size as the field we practice on. Nothing changes. He goes, there's going to be a hell of a lot more people. It's going to be a lot louder. 
We're going with the same ball, and he'd throw the ball around. Anybody see any difference in this football? Are it's we good like with this Hoosiers. football? It's like Hoosiers. It's exactly. It's exactly. It's that. Like Hoosiers. But you just you get that mental framework of, oh yeah, we've done this before. He goes, you know who it's different for? Everybody else. This is the same thing we've done. He goes, when you wake up on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, January first to play the Rose Bowl, there's no new game plan. There's no new footwork, quarterbacks. There's no new reads. There's no new releases. There's no new hand technique defensive and offensive linemen. There is nothing new under the sun that's going to set you free on game day. Yeah. So please don't make anything up today. Do what we do. That's it. And we'll roll them. Like, that was it. It was awesome. And you get in this framework of like, dude, I'm good. Let's give me the ball. Let's start this thing. And so That's why I get nervous. I just wanted to start. So, Not because I'm scared. So I guess whichever quarterback can, you know, hear that, be told that, absorb it, and actually execute oh, yeah. it. So... Playoff experience doesn't really I mean, factor I th- in. I think it matters just because it just like riding a bike, you've done it. Right. Once you've done it, you've done it. Okay, check the box. Move on. Um, you know, hosting a show the first time you did it. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I mean, but you're thinking about all the guests and the first time you had some yes. A-list celebrity, you're like, ooh, should I ask different questions? Well, yes. no, I gotta be myself. I gotta be rich. Because if I try and be someone else, they'll sniff it out, and it probably won't go well. The camera is just as far from the microphone with an A-lister as it is with anybody else. Right? (laughs) The lights are still just as bright. Just as bright, Coach. The desk is elevated at the same amount. That's right. (laughs) I don't know about that. Look at you trying to stir it up. What? Stop it. (laughs) He's a nice man. Let's not put him in a tough spot. I didn't say anything. Stir it up. Can I get one more segment out of you? You got to run. Whatever you got. Are you sure? Because I don't. Okay, very good. Let's take yeah. one more segment, and then Chris Mannix right behind. I like I like guest uh, convergence, right? Passing yeah. ships in the night. I like it. I like guest gridlock. I love it. And Brian Cranston, <laughs> hour number three. Uh, all right, well, I, I want to get some predictions from you, best I can. When we oh come dear, back. that's all right. Doesn't Did matter I say I could stay? I'm really busy. He's got to run. You're actually checking your text right now. That's okay. We'll be right back with Mark Sanchez of Fox Sports in a moment. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial and satellite and streaming radio network as well, right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Mark Sanchez. So uh, what's the breaking news out of New York, or at least the the tweet that comes out of New York City? Oh, yeah. Jets, right uh, Jets owner Woody Johnson said he is absolutely willing to spend big on a veteran quarterback if needed. What do you, what so do you make of that? Somebody probably asked him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I know. What did you make of Zach Wilson? What do you think here? I just think it was a big jump from the beginning. I think um, he would a guy like that 
without the team around him. Mm-hmm. And without that experience in a market like that, would have benefited from watching a veteran play. Okay. Or at least getting a little time to watch somebody. Now, fast forward, we're, we're at where we are now. Um, well, I mean, it's Garrett Wilson, who's really good. Brees no, no, no. Hall I mean, when, five he, weeks. when he first came in, though, Got it. like okay. learning how to play the position, it was different. The team I was on was drafting. They were drafting two overall for a reason, okay, when they picked right. up Zach. Right. The Jets traded up to five to get me. Right. They were nine and seven and just missed the playoffs with Favre the year before. Right. So they had veteran presence and talent in place. If anything, we were light at receiver, and that's why we went and got Braylon Edwards my rookie year after game four right. or whatever. So then you have a defense. You have a run game. You don't expect the quarterback to do too much at the beginning, and then you start to groom him and at some point take the training wheels off and let him go. Well, you know, at some point we started turning over a lot of players and coaches, and it didn't quite go the way we wanted. Whatever. But with Zach, at least you set him up that way. Now, because... We're here. I think Sala had to sit him down. No doubt. There's no or question. Or he would have lost the team. Well, he would have lost the and team. He and the question is, has Zach already lost the team is the question. It and, seems like it. if Coach had to choose him or the team, that means he's kind of already on the outside. So New OC coming in. So the question is, is do you bring in an OC that says, I know how to fix him and try to fix him? Or what he's already talking about. Forgive me, I didn't see this, but they are for sure done yeah, with LaFleur. They, they are indeed. Him. That okay. happened yesterday. So they then, parted ways is the word that said mutually. It, okay. Mutually. Like like LaFleur, like, please let me stick around for an offense that didn't score three to- a touchdown in yeah, the last I think three games. When he I mean, did his conference the other day saying, I know LaFleur's comments the other day were like, yeah, Zach would have really benefited from sitting behind someone. I was like, what? He's airing something out. I was like, uh-oh. There's definitely something right. that didn't work. Yeah. Where, Which is fine, but now my only thing is... What's the fix? For those guys, saying. you want continuity. You Now he's got to learn a new language on top of all the other stuff he's already been dealing with, which <sighs> is hard enough. Well, so that, that to me... Now, can he do it? Yes. Uh, was Tom Brady the his very best in the first seven weeks when he went to, to Tampa? No. They were like four and three, three and four, whatever they were at the bye. Yes. And then they started figuring things out. Correct. And that's a guy who'd been in the league 20 years with a new offense. Best to ever do it. And with some terrific weapons around That's him. what I'm saying. So, like, let's adjust the learning curve to this new offense and this situation. Let's be realistic about it. Unfortunately, you know the market. I know the market. There's no time for that kind of stuff. There's no time to let it marinate and, and incubate and all that. It's just, we want, you know, the microwave answer right now. And I want to hit one button, express 30 seconds and let's roll. Well, the issue is, is you saw what Trevor Lawrence looks like in year two. Correct. We didn't see that. You see what Kenny Pickett looked like in year one. We still haven't seen that from Zach, even on his best days. And, and I'm, I'm hearing the owner say, Hey, I'm willing to spend big on a veteran, meaning that's in his skull. He's thinking veteran, and he also has told the entire fan base, even if he's asked a question, it wasn't even if we don't know the context of it, anything like that. I'm just hearing that, and he's sitting there basically telling, yeah, fan base, if we want, if Aaron Rodgers pops free, for instance, you want to talk about expensive spending on a veteran, that's what you're talking about, spending on a veteran. Not, I mean, Derek Carr's not going to be that much money if he's Shoot. free. I mean, anybody else, you know? I mean, Jimmy G's not going to cost $30 million a year, one would think. So I don't know. You think he would? Uh, On a free agent market? 
Aaron just, would go for top dollar. Of course. That's what I'm saying. Par, so, yeah. so what do you think they should do? Should they go veteran or they try well, and put this is, genie back in the bottle with Zach one more time? What are they going to say to the veteran you're paying 40, 30 to $40 million for? Oh, nothing. Are you going to compete with Zach? No, or you're Zach, not. You're Zach's done no, if you you're, do that. you're the two? Correct. So then he's going to learn behind somebody like that, and you hope this person can get in there and... Turn him into Jordan Love? Plug and play. Basically? I guess. Just sit there and watching watch a, a veteran... Take a step know. back and watch where, it all happen. Where do you think uh, Derek Carr might fit? What do you think? Any idea on that front? First blush? What about um, the only thing I thought was Stafford maybe to Atlanta just because of the huh. Georgia thing. Maybe New Orleans. Maybe Carr to New Orleans. Um, what's going to happen in Miami with Tua? Like. Where's Brady going to work? Where's Brady going to go? That's an easy jump across the state, potentially. Like, I don't, the carousel. That is, whole carousel is going to be, you know, and, and it's really going to take one of the big dominoes to fall. Like, I don't think somebody just goes after um, Jimmy G right away or Baker Mayfield right away. It'll be, you know, let's just say all these guys are free Stafford, Rogers, Brady. Putting Stafford Carr. in that mix, huh? Maybe. All four of them are free. Then, like the Brady, Stafford, Rogers, then Carr. Then it'll start to trickle down, and then you'll get. And you also don't know which teams will be willing to say, "I'll hop on the carousel. I'll or, change my quarterback." Yeah, situation. what what are the Bears going to do at one? Like, what would you do there? Well, here's the problem, and this this was similar to me when Mike Tannenbaum drafted me, and then Idzik comes in and is the new GM. Oh God, I, don't I remember sitting down anymore. with him, I and I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm that. assuming I'm no GM here, but." You're paying me $8 million this year, no matter what. So I'm hoping we go get an offensive player at least once in the first round. Like, go get a baller to help this offense. And if I suck, you can blame it on me. Extend your career, Mr. Idzik. I'm because so now you can just blame answers. it on me. I'm so no, afraid. well, we're having this discussion, and it's more of just like, hey, we want to get the best players for the team, blah, blah, blah. And so that's fine, but I'm assuming it's offense. Well, they draft Geno Smith, and no slight on Geno Smith. I didn't know the guy, had no prior relation with the guy, whatever. But I'm like, what do you guys want me to do with that? What do I do with that? Play catch with them on the sidelines? That doesn't help us. We need a receiver. We need a tight end. We need a running back. We need something on offense. We drafted defense five years in a row. So suffice to say, I end up getting hurt. Geno plays. I got paid anyway. It was like, but what are we doing? Why don't you make the team as good as we can and go get a good quarterback the next year if you don't like me? And no harm, no foul. That's the way the business works. Go ahead. So what are the the Bears going to do? It's not his GM anymore. I'm the general manager of the New York Jets. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I'm responsible for the performance of our team, the product that we put on the field. That lies with me. There are no excuses. Oh, God, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Did I, stop it. Did I strike a chord there? <laughs> so you're saying, well, I mean, no, I'm just saying with Ryan Poles. definitely Poles. no Isaac, but I understand what you're saying. The, the loyalty factor. Justin Fields. He's not my guy. You, you see what I'm saying? And he's never said that, but that's just like a known thing. That's just the way it goes. And unfortunately, that's the way of the world. So. But Justin Fields, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're like, God, you're going to give that guy up? But I don't know. You know, he's a baller, no doubt. Baller. Mark Sanchez, uh, thanks for coming in here. I, I really Did we avoid you, the picks? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, we, we do have one more, one last little segment here. But all right, stick around. I want your Super Bowl pick. <laughs> no. Then I'm going to send, oh, send you out of here. I'm out of here. Okay. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here. double parked. Which is. <laughs> 
Don't worry. Del Tuvo will fix the ticket for you, right? <laughs> we'll take care of it. That's all right. Mike's from New Jersey. Oh, you know wonderful. I mean? Mark Sanchez, great, great to have you here. Anytime, please. Let's, do, the, let's awesome. do this on, on the regular, if you will. Chris Maddox talking NBA in studio coming up. We are still here now on the Roku channel. I've got about two minutes left. You okay. got a Super Bowl pick? What's your Super Bowl pick? I just feel like the Bills are playing inspired. Okay. That's going to be tough. You'll take them in the AFC? <sighs> I'm taking the Niners in the NFC. Although this... This Are weather you? coming this weather coming on Saturday genuinely makes me can nervous. Can I tell you after this weekend? <laughs> can I make that? Sure. <laughs> you can, but right now. We don't hold you to it. Don't oh. worry. No, no one's gonna remember this. Nobody's gonna. No, we, we won't tweet it out. You're gonna replay it. We won't put it on Instagram. It does replay. So oh. just say Tom Brady. You know you want to. See, I don't see the Bucs doing it. What no. did the Cowboys beat the Bucs? Yeah or nay. How about that? I'll give you that one. What do you think? Thank God who. <laughs> that is not a prediction. That is not an answer. That is not an answer. We know they have to. It's called do or die football, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. I'm more nervous than those guys. Sheesh. Making this pick. I'm taking the Bucks this weekend. Are you? I'm doing it. What's the what's Monday. the what, do we have any betting numbers? What do we got? Two and a half now. Open Ooh. three down to two and a half. You know, a lot of people jumping on that. And uh, Cowboys are Bucks. road. Road favorites. Road favorites. What are you? Wow. Suddenly, all of a sudden, you're trying to win Terry's money? What's happening over here? <laughs> I'm just who wins the game when it all ends? What do you got? <laughs> yeah, 10 seconds. Like... Rich, I think Mike has one of Mark's no, fans. Mark, I want you to have my cheese try. There we go. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop it. Billy. All right, we are out of time. Good distraction. Great job to remove. Nice. Good job to get out of it. Mark Sanchez, everybody. <laughs>